Hello and welcome to the Disco Yeti podcast. On this episode, I will take you through the fourth day of my last big trip to Disney World, where we went to Magic Kingdom, did a Disney Vacation Club tour, and experienced the late night extra magic hours. So getting right into it, this was probably the longest and busiest day of the whole trip. So please bear with me. There's going to be a lot of running around the park, a lot of different rides, and a lot to keep track of. As I had mentioned in previous episodes, we signed up to do a Disney Vacation Club tour this day at our hotel, Saratoga Springs. Stay tuned this week for a more detailed bonus pod discussing what this tour consisted of, how we signed up for it, and what amazing incentives we got for doing the tour. We arrived to Magic Kingdom this day around noon. Uh, Like I said, we did not like to get up too early and we knew we were going to have a late night so we tried to prepare Uh, and we ate at Tony's Town Square restaurant. I always feel like the food there is just fine. Lots of food just being fine this trip, as you've heard me say throughout the podcast. You know, looking back on it, it seems like we went for more of the like nostalgia type restaurants and dining instead of the, well, instead of the actually good dining. To start us off with rides, before our afternoon fast passes started, we just kind of chilled and started off slow in Tomorrowland on the Carousel of Progress and the People Mover. And you know, I don't think it's just me. This is probably a pretty common thing, but anytime I think of either of those rides, and anytime I hear the words Carousel of Progress or People Mover, in my head, it immediately starts playing the the theme music for both of those rides. I feel like this is pretty common, but let me know if it's just me. Well, after these rides, we strolled right back on over, all the way across the park, to the Country Bear Jamboree, which I personally love, even though my family gives me a lot of hate for it. I enjoy it. Our first Fast Pass was over near there at Splash Mountain, and of course, in typical Splash Mountain fashion, it was broken down right when our Fast Pass window opened. So we took a nice slow walk up the Swiss Family Treehouse and enjoyed the view up there for a while. Our next Fast Pass was Space Mountain, so we walked all the way back to Tomorrowland, And then after that, Splash Mountain opened back up, so we walked all the way back across the park again to go on Splash Mountain. This probably sounds similar to you if you listened to my podcast about our day in Animal Kingdom, in which I also did not really plan well for walking back and forth across the entire park. So please learn from my mistakes and consider where you're going to be walking to get on these different rides with your fast passes and with your plans for the day. After Splash Mountain, our final fast pass was for Thunder Mountain, aka the wildest ride in the wilderness, which is one of my all-time favorite rides just because I think of the nostalgia factor of it. It's not like the most exciting roller coaster, but it just holds a special place in my heart, so I really like that ride. While in that area, I obviously had to get a Dole Whip, vanilla and pineapple swirl all the way, don't at me. We got a same day fast pass after this for the Jungle Cruise and oh my god, I think about this all the time now, we had the absolute funniest cast member on our boat. Like we were actually laughing, not just going oh haha to the corny joke script that they always have. Somehow this cast member made it so incredibly funny that we were all like full belly laughing, like 
tear in the corner of my eye laughing. The cast member's name was KJ, so official shout out to them. He has literally ruined Jungle Cruise for me because no one else will ever be as funny as he was. We rode Jungle Cruise later on in our trip, which you'll hear about on the last day of the trip when I talk about that on the podcast, and the cast member was fine, but it just did not compare to KJ, and it was such a letdown, so I really feel like he just ruined the Jungle Cruise for me because of how funny he was. Anyways, after this, we moseyed over to the teacups and then came all the way back to wait for our Crystal Palace reservation. We're pretty big Hundred Acre Woods fans in my family, so we were really amped for this character dining. This is a much more expensive dining option compared to some of the other options that you can get at Magic Kingdom, but we honestly all decided it was pretty worth it. The characters are all always so amazing and adorable and and just act really fun and are cute. But the thing that everyone actually agreed upon the most about the Crystal Palace was that in all honesty, that buffet was probably the best food we had had thus far all trip. I know that might sound a little crazy and maybe we were just kind of delusional from the heat that day, but we all seriously enjoyed the food and the desserts. It was great for us to have plenty of different options to enjoy and to just kind of pick from. It was just perfect for every single one of us. And another bonus, since we had a bit of a little later reservation, it was around 7.30, I believe, there were less little kids in the restaurant, which made it a little bit quieter and a little calmer. After that, we clearly did not have enough Winnie the Pooh because then we got same-day fast passes for the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh ride. By this time, it was just about time for Happily Ever After, and we got to our spot about 15 minutes before the show started, but we still managed to have a pretty nice view. I have to say I absolutely love Happily Ever After, like, a lot. It's to be honest, one of my favorite fireworks shows to date. To avoid the crowds after Happily Ever After, we had a pretty chill ride again on the People Mover. And again, cue the music playing in my head right now. It brings me right back there. Then we trekked once again all the way across the park to Thunder Mountain for a nighttime ride just because most of the outdoor rides are a whole new experience at night. Right around then is when the extra magic hours began and we kind of just ran through a bunch of different rides when the lines started to go down. We hit up It's a Small World because it just kind of feels like you have to ride it even if you don't want to, so we did. Then it was followed by Pirates, The Carousel, Haunted Mansion, and last but not least, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, which is one of my all-time favorite rides as well. During these extra magic hours, there were still lines for about the first hour, which was from 11 to midnight, but once it hit midnight, there was almost no lines until the park closed at 1 a.m. It was a really nice experience, and I do recommend if you have members of your family or in your party who are late-night people and who are able to easily, you know, stay up and who don't mind maybe getting to the park a little bit later and then staying really late. The late night extra magic hours are really fun and I personally like them a lot. I know that some people may say that they're not worth it and that the lines stay long, but I think once it gets past midnight, um, a lot of people tend to start going home and there's a lot less kids. Um, For example, Haunted Mansion, this was the first time I had ever seen it in person. The wait time was 13 minutes, aka there was no wait time. Um, And all the other rides were virtually a walk-on that we wanted to go on, so I do really recommend it. But I do have to say it was quite the day, and it is a long and tiring day to be there until 1 a.m. 
I think we were probably up around 9 and then got back to our hotel close to 2 in the morning. So it's just something to keep in mind if you're planning a late night at the parks. Thank you so much for listening and for joining me on this journey through day four at Magic Kingdom. If you have any more questions about our day or why I planned this day the way that I did, please email me at discoyetipodcast at gmail.com. Or you can also follow and message me on Instagram and Twitter at discoyeti underscore pod. And please like and subscribe wherever you're getting this podcast. Um, I love to hear comments and feedback as well. Stay tuned for next week's episode on day five, which is a joint episode for Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom Round 2. Stay tuned as well for a bonus episode on the Disney Vacation Club Tour, which will be coming shortly. Thanks, and I'll be talking to you all again real soon.